was the bottom of the ninth with McGuire up the bat. Feeling so at home in my giant ace cap. I was eight years old, wearing gold and green. From my head to my toes, rap game Billy Bean. She was my first kiss, but I don't think it counts. On the kindergarten trip to the Oakland Firehouse. Sitting in the stands with her family. With the baseball glove her dad handed me. As the season unfolded, we held our breath. Watching Ricky Henderson, the quickest runner in the West. Hello, and welcome to the podcast Jokestrap with Wes Hoffman. Here, Wes will discuss two of his favorite things, which are sports and stand-up comedy. Hence the name Jokestrap. If you like this episode, please subscribe to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, or iTunes, or wherever podcasts are available. With that being said, please enjoy this episode of Jokestrap. Thank you, MC Lars, for that music introduction. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This is Wes Hoffman. This is Jokestrap. This is episode 90. Thank you for listening again. Um, So, I personally am happy to announce... Uh, that since the last episode that I posted a week ago, that the Oakland A's have not lost a game since then. They just completed their eighth win in a row, and uh, this is uh, great news uh, as an A's fan because uh, they started the season off 0-6, and then everyone started panicking, and then they won a game finally against the Dodgers on the 7th, so then that was great, but then they lost again on the 8th, and then... Everyone's like, oh, no, we're one in seven. We're one in seven. Well, then, uh, since then, they haven't lost again. So they've won, they won eight in a row now. Um, so um, if you know math, that makes them nine and seven on the season. So, you know, they're not under 500. They're, they're at a good, uh, good place right now, you know, still beginning of the season. So obviously um, you can't expect. Uh, expect anything really but it is nice to see the team playing better um doing well overall sitting at third place currently in the american league west um so you know only one game back of first place so you can't complain as an A's fan right now so i like that uh today's win was um a tough one uh the Overall, the A's took care of the series pretty well. This four-game series they just wrapped up against the Detroit Tigers. They took it pretty pretty easily. Uh, they won 8-4 to the first game. They won 3-0 to the second game. They won 7 to nothing third game. And then they won today 3-2 to on a walk-off in the bottom of the ninth thanks to some misplays by the Tigers. Their center fielder, Reyes, had a terrible game. Lost the ball in the sun there in the ninth inning. Should have been an out, but instead it ended up being a double. Um, and then uh, uh, what ended up being a sort of a hit to left field by Mitch Moreland uh, ended up being rolled in air on the third baseman, and that drove in Matt Olson from second base to score the winning run in the bottom of the ninth. And for Tiger fans, man, that's got to be a blow. Not only does your defense suck there at the end, but um, Matthew Boyd, man, this guy is impressive as a pitcher, starting pitcher. Um, he was uh, 2-0, I believe, 2-0 record entering the game. Um, maybe even 3-0, but uh, I heard that uh, there was only like one barreled bat off any of his pitches entering the game today, which is insane. Um, so yeah, 
so yeah, uh, he was two and zero entering the game. So now he's two and one. But uh, oh no, he didn't lose today's game. Sorry, um, he was two and one entering the game. But still, two and one, pretty good. One point eight six ERA. So Matthew Boyd is good. He is a great pitcher for the Tigers. Uh, so um, yeah, he had the A's off balance pretty much all game, and then uh, in the eighth inning, Sean Murphy came through with the solo shot. And uh, got the game tied up at 2-2. Um, and uh, the A's were able to rally again. Uh, and uh, like I said, with the help of some misplays by the Tigers, the A's were able to take the series. And uh, that's eight wins in a row for them. So as an A's fan, I'm happy. And if you're an A's fan, you should be happy too. Now, uh, other news involving the A's, uh, involving baseball. Um, tomorrow, they had... A game scheduled against the Minnesota Twins. That game has been postponed because uh, the Minnesota Twins uh, had some COVID cases. Um, so the Twins were supposed to play the Angels on Saturday the 17th and today the 18th. But those games got postponed. Um, so I don't know when they're going to make up their games against the the um, for the Angels and Twins. Uh, that's a little uh, iffy. I don't know. Um, right now, they're tentatively going to play a doubleheader. The A's are against the Twins on Tuesday, the 20th, 420. Um, of course, these are seven-inning doubleheaders, so kind of shitty. But for me, um, that means I can watch uh, Patrick Marlowe break the games played record in the NHL on the 19th against the Vegas Golden Knights. So that's happening on Monday in the NHL. Uh, Patrick Marlowe will be the all-time leader in games played. So I kind of wanted to watch that, but then I knew this game was going to be at the same time, and I was going to be like, ah, man, I'm going to have to switch channels back and forth. But now I only have to worry about watching the Sharks game. So that's kind of a nice upside to this whole postponement thing, but I understand league-wide and <laughs> baseball fans everywhere overall are going to be pretty upset by these postponements, but I'm just trying to look at the bright side of it, I guess. Um for me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we've had some postponements this year. Of course, beginning of uh, the season, we had the Mets and Nationals uh, postponed for COVID. And now the Angels and Twins postponed for COVID. Um, and uh, then this game for the A's and, uh, you know, the Twins tomorrow, at least. Hopefully that's the only one that gets postponed. Hopefully they can do their doubleheader Tuesday. I think it looks like since the Twins' only trip to Anaheim this year was this weekend, currently that the games that they have to make up uh, are going to end up being played in Minneapolis. So the Angels will have to make up two games that were supposed to be home games on the road because they only play each other twice during the season. So, um, kind of wondering, you know, looking at it now, like maybe they should have came to an agreement to delay the season a month, or maybe they should have scheduled the month of April to be played just within the division, not so much traveling. Maybe that would have been easier. That way, if you needed to make up games that were postponed, you could easily schedule them. Like, uh, they haven't even played the Rangers yet. They haven't played the Angels yet. So, 
you could have scheduled games within your division since you know you're going to play them a bunch of times during the season. And then that way, if the games get postponed in the month of April, you know there's going to be dates where you can make those games up. Maybe that would have been a better decision by the schedule makers, but you you never know how things are going to work out, you know. So so anyway, you got to deal with these postponements. You got to deal with these seven-inning doubleheaders. Hopefully the last year, the seven-inning doubleheader, please, God. Um, but and hopefully the last year they're running in second base and extras. You guys know how I feel about these. I hate them. Uh, but so that's, we're still dealing with some COVID postponements. So hopefully, you know, everyone can get their shots soon and we don't have to worry about these postponements anymore. That'd be nice. Um, I realize not everybody wants a shot. Not everyone feels safe or whatever, but you know, do what you can. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, where the A's are standing right now. Um, around the majors, um, the Royals are still looking good, still off to a good start in the American League Central, 9-5, and five, they're top their division right now, Boston still off to a strong start, 10-5 and five in the American League East, surprisingly, the New York Link- Yankees are in last place, 5-10 uh, and 10, uh, in the American League East, I think I read somewhere or heard somewhere that this is Yankees' worst start. Um, in any season since um, 1988 or something. So that was interesting. Um, no, worst start. Well, yesterday it was the worst start since 1997. Um, but today they lost again, so maybe it's 1988 now. Um, but... I mean, still, for 5-10 and ten to be your worst start, that's really not that bad, <laughs> considering all the terrible teams there's been uh, in the majors and the history of the majors. The Mariners are off to a strong start in the American League West. They're 9-6. and six. They're currently playing the game right now, so that could, that'll change soon. But, uh, but that's the Mariners, man. The April Mariners are the best team in baseball. And then once you get past April, it, history <laughs> has shown us that the Mariners are never a legit team after April. Maybe that'll change this year. Maybe that maybe this will will change in 2021. But I, I personally I can't see it happening. Um, the Astros got hit by uh, COVID. Um, uh, also, I don't think they had any postponements of games, but they had players put on the COVID IL list and. Uh, Big stars like Altuve, Jordan Alvarez, um, Alex Bregman, Martin Maldonado all went on the COVID list. And uh, the Detroit Tigers actually played the Astros before Detroit came to play in Oakland. And Detroit swept the Astros. So thank you, Detroit. You sweep the Astros for us in our division. And then you go ahead and get swept by Oakland. So these fans got to be happy with Detroit right now. Thanks for your help. Um but, uh, so yeah, that's how, how things are kind of looking in the American League. Uh, National League, we got the New York Mets uh, and the Phillies kind of on the top there in the New York uh, National League East. Of course, the Mets still have some games to make up because of the delay to the start of the season. Um, the Dodgers are blowing everyone away. They've only lost two games this year. Hey, one of those was 
was against Oakland. The Dodgers are 13 and 2, motherfucker. Um <laughs> and uh hey, Giants are sitting pretty, second place, 9 and 6, San Diego 9 and 7. So, you know, they're looking decent this point in the season. So, um yeah, uh, uh, Cubs are probably wishing they were off to a better start. They're at 6 and 8, but they looked better recently. So that's what let's a wild card standing. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna look at that. It's way too early to look at that. Again, 162 game season. Uh, so you know it's a lot different than last year. So um, you can't be looking at the schedules this early and think, you know, it's the end of the world or you know, it's the best day of my life kind of thing. <laughs> you know, even though it is the best day. No, it's not the best day. It was nice to win. Um, as always. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's baseball right now. And then, uh, National Hockey League, uh, I should probably touch on that. Because last time I was like, oh, the Sharks are, are just a few points from the playoffs. Um, and, uh, anyway, so where the A's have not, uh, lost a game since my last episode, um, the Sharks have not won a game since my last episode. So the Sharks, uh, kind of make me put my foot in my mouth and it tastes like shit. And uh, so now the Sharks are uh, under 500, 18, 22, and four on the over uh, in the overtime loss category. I got a four, um, so they are at 40 points, and the team they need to reach to get in that playoff spot has 45 points. That's the Arizona Coyotes, so they're five points back now. So they were within a point recently, but now they're back behind five points. Haven't won a game since they traded away Devin Dubnik. So um, the Sharks will be playing the Vegas Golden Knights on Monday The in their division, of course. All these games are being played in the division this year. That's part of the what they scheduled um, for this weird year that they're doing. And uh, so let's see. The Sharks have played uh, what we have now. Looks like 44 games Sharks have played, and they have uh, 12 regular season games left. And uh, in game 45 of the season here on Monday, Patrick Marlowe will break uh, Gordie Howe's all-time record of games played of 1,787, I think. Um, or is it 1,797? Uh, let me just research that. Real quick, I think it's it's one of those. Gordy Howe had the all-time um, games played record, and Marlowe tied it last night against the uh, um, against the Minnesota Wild. And uh, anyway, uh, let's see. Oh, well, I was a little off. Sorry, my bad. It was 1,767 that he played on Saturday, and uh, so he'll play in his 1,768th on Monday, and that'll be the record breaker. So congrats to Patrick Marlowe on your success. Um, hopefully, I don't know, somehow you can win a Stanley Cup if he comes back next year. Apparently, there's still talk that he might come back next year. Um there was talk he could have got traded again this year to a contender, but that didn't happen. So uh, Marlowe has said that he will play next year if his family's still okay with, you know, having him 
go off and be on the road all the, all the time and stuff like that. Um, but you also need to have a team that wants you. So hopefully both those things happen in Patty's favor. Hopefully he can win a cup since it's not going to happen this year with the Sharks. Um, I'm pretty sure of it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, congrats to him. It was cool to see <clears throat> Minnesota uh, honor Marlowe uh, yesterday. They did a little tribute to him and applauded him. They had minimal fans right now in Minnesota, so they let they did a little video thing for Marlowe. They gave him some applause and everything. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Vegas does. Vegas also has some fans in the stands, and uh, they're our rivals, so we'll see how the, the Vegas fans respond to any sort of tribute for Marlowe in Vegas. Kind of, kind of disappointing. Sharks fan wise, though, that he's breaking the record one week before the Sharks announced that they'll start allowing fans into the arena. Uh, the Sharks announced that on April 26th, that'll be the first day Sharks fans are allowed inside the arena at the SAP Center in San Jose. So it's almost like, was there any discussion to bench Patrick until the 26th so he could do it in front of the Sharks fans? But I don't think Marlowe would go for that. Um, Anyway, and regardless, you know, he comes back on the 26th. You can announce it then at the home game and uh, have it, have the fans applaud him then. Just do it that way. Because um, he also has a consecutive game streak going too. So you don't want to, like, say, okay, we're going to end this one streak so we can celebrate this other thing later. I don't know. I don't think Marlo would be down for that. Anyway. Uh so, yeah, that's uh, kind of where the Sharks are standing right now. Don't look good. Don't look good. Uh, NHL overall, uh, the best teams currently, Colorado in the West Division, 39-4. Washington in the East Division, 29-13-4. Uh, Toronto in the North Division, 20, sorry, yeah, 28-12-4. And, um, and then we got the Central Division, Carolina, 29 10 and 4. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it's looking good. For the um, those teams. Um, sorry, I got a little confused. I was looking at this wild card tab in the NHL and it, the teams it has listed. And I don't know. It's kind of confusing. Uh, I'm not going to look at that anymore because it doesn't make any sense. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, that's the NHL for you right now in a nutshell. And then uh, we got the National Basketball Association. Uh, the Golden State Warriors, um, off and on, man. They're really good one night, and then sometimes they look good, but they still lose. Last night they played great against Boston, um, but lost the game. And this is why they're always around 500. They're 28 and nine. Um, they're 12 and a half games back in their division. Um, let's see how the playoff picture looks. Um, they're sitting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Right now they're sitting in one of those play-in spots. They're in ninth place in the Western Conference. So. They're 
they'd be in this playing game, whatever, how that works. So, yeah, we'll see. Maybe there will be playoffs for the Warriors. Maybe there won't. Um, they've currently played, um, let's do the quick math here, or try to do quick math. Looks like 55 games now. 55, 29 plus 28 is 55. Is that correct? No, that's 57 games, Wes. 57! So, 72 minus 57 is 15. So, looks like they have 15 games left to play this year for this season to make 72 games. Is that right? Is that right, guys? Is that right? I think it's right. I, I stand by these numbers. I'm not going to double-check them because I don't want to. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm double-checking them right now. But I'm talking as I'm doing it because I don't want you to feel abandoned. Yes, it's 15 games left. I was right. I am math good. Math well. I do math great. Okay, so that's wrapping up the NBA. That's wrapping up where the Warriors are right now. So uh, maybe playoffs, maybe not. We will see. Um, let's see. Uh, let's talk a little bit about baseball again. Uh, I just want to touch on this, um, the rules and uh, stuff like that. They're, they are concerned, Major League Baseball apparently is concerned overall about the amount of strikeouts and the amount of home runs that are hit. Um, they did, going into the season, try to deaden the baseballs a little bit. They made them a little different. I don't know how how they're different. You know, I don't know how much different it is. Um, it doesn't seem to have played a big effect with pitchers or or hitters for the most part in the early going. So I don't know if that really did anything to change much. Um, and uh, now, you know, I mentioned in the Atlantic League, they're testing some rules out to try to change things. I believe I I, I noted this. Uh, they're going to move the pitcher's mound back to a whole foot uh, to 61 and six inch, 61 feet and 6 inches uh, to give the batter a little bit more time to hit the ball. Um, and um, I don't know. I just feel like all the rule changes that they're doing um, are trying to help hitters um, and not and are anti-pitchers. You have pitchers that have been playing this game forever where the mound has always been six feet, six inches away. And uh, since 1893, and then all of a sudden you're going to change it up uh, to 61 feet, six inches. And I, I realize it's not in effect yet, but I don't know. I don't think you change something like that. I don't think you change the size of the base. Like the another thing they're testing at one of the levels in minor leagues, you, you change the side of the base. Therefore, you make the base a little bigger. Therefore, the space between, you know, first and second feet, first and second base is no longer 90 feet. It becomes like, you know, 89 feet and six inches or whatever. You change little things like this and you're changing... <coughs> you're changing the way the game is played. You're trying to make it more more exciting. 
You're trying to get guys to steal bases more often. Maybe instead of like changing the way the field is and changing, you know, how big a base is, how far away a mound is, maybe you should learn how to coach better. You want a guy to steal bases, maybe you should teach stealing bases more often. Maybe you should have managers that call for stolen bases more often. Maybe you should draft guys that are actually fast. Maybe, you know, you should do all these things. It is so hard to find a five-tool player. Mike Trout is about the closest thing to a five-tool player right now. Okay, speed, yes. Power, yes. Um, he can hit for average, yes. He can throw, and that might be his only weak spot. <coughs> He's a great fielder. I mean, ah, man, it is... It's frustrating as a fan, um, as a traditional fan especially, that they're trying to change all these things. They're trying to add more offense, and then at the same time, they're like saying the games are too long, and then uh, do they not realize when guys get on base that makes the game longer? Like, uh, what are you what are you expecting here? Like, it's one or the other, you guys. Uh, you can't do both things at the same time. And then this whole man on second thing and the extra innings is the fucking stupidest. It's like, er, you, you're not really earning a victory when you in, win in the extra innings, to me. Yes, I realize that both teams have to have the runner on second. And it adds a little more excitement in the extra innings or whatever. But that guy who's on second to start the 10th inning just appears like <laughs> like okay so like if a pitcher it's a tie game right and it's in the 10th inning and bottom of the 10th or whatever and the pit the runner from second scores and that's the only run that scores the pitcher that get, that was pitching he doesn't get an earned run in this stat book it's an unearned run yet you earn a loss so how does that make any sense I, they treat it like it's an error, basically, but it's not an error. It's just an error in fucking making rules. I don't know. I don't like it, guys. I don't like it, but hopefully none of these rules that they're adding in the Atlantic League testing, hopefully none of them, none of them pan out. Just work on playing the game. Let, let's coach the team kids better you know like hey we want we want to do that'll still basis hey watch this footage of ricky henderson watch this footage of willie mays watch this you know if you want if you want your players to be more exciting you know watch the greats why can't we have athletes like that anymore i don't i don't understand if the pitching suddenly became so much better, right? Pitching today is so, so much better. Um, strikeouts are at an enormous clip. We need to help the hitters. Um, if the pitchers can get better, why can't the hitters? I don't understand that. Excuse me. I just don't get it. Um, there's technology everywhere for hitters, for, for pitchers. Use it. I'm not saying not to use it. Use it to help you out. Uh, Ma Matt Olson apparently used some like virtual reality, like uh, 
hitting things. So he knew where Casey Mize, like he he kind of like uh, had an at bat against Casey Mize in virtual reality before he had an at bat in like real life. That's awesome. Use something like that to your your advantage to learn to become better. Uh, don't use it during the game and bang a trash can because that's fucking cheating. But do it, you know, when you're prepping and preparing for a matchup. By all means, do it. I don't know, man. Uh, am I too much of a traditionalist? Am I the only one that feels like this? I mean, in the NFL, to increase offense, have they really done anything like this? Uh, I say NFL because it's like the seems to be the most popular sport. No one complains about the time of game there, even though it's basically the same amount of time. Um, and that's a time sport. Baseball's never been timed. You can't time a baseball game. That's one of the greatest things about it. Um, but I don't know. I know the NFL changed the rule for the kickoffs, but that was a safety issue. It wasn't. That was n- nothing more than a safety issue. They didn't want concussions. It wasn't about scoring. It wasn't about adding excitement or anything. Uh, so kickoffs. Um, and then touchbacks went from being started at the 20-yard line to the 25-yard line, I believe. And I think that was also implemented to uh, um, make it less likely for a kick returner to run the ball out of the end zone uh, when he was returning the ball. I think those are the only two rule changes I remember recently. Um, the NBA changed a little bit with the shot clock. And to be honest, I didn't even notice the first <laughs> first year that was in effect. So obviously, minor change that I didn't even notice. Um, and one foot back <coughs> on the pitcher's mound may not seem like a lot, but when you've had pitchers practicing at this length their whole career, their whole time in the minors, and then obviously make the change. They're going to notice that change. Hell yeah, that change is going to be noticed. Um, So, I don't know, man. It's different. Like, I don't know. I I don't know what MLB is doing here. Anyway, uh, enough bickering about that. Let me bicker about something else. Uh, Not not just sports-related, but... uh, Globally, I guess. Um, These things that have become uh, universal, universal, not so much universal, uh, popular. NFTs, you guys. uh, What does fucking NFT even mean? Uh, (laughs) Some of you may be asking. What is an NFT? Uh, It's a non-fungible token. Um... So, like Bitcoin, um, stuff like that, these uh, basically cryptocurrency, um, this shit, you guys, um, I'm not down with it. I think it's stupid. Um, Why do we need digital currency? So, if you want to pay for something online, okay, fine, I understand that. I'm not knocking that. Uh, there's PayPal, there's Venmo, uh, there's there's those, you know, like Square, Square Cash, Cash Square, whatever it is. 
Um, there's those apps you can use to pay people through through the internet. Why can't you use those? It comes directly out of your own bank account. Uh, you don't need to come up with some other like uh, method of payment, uh, cryptocurrency. I don't fucking get it. I don't understand. Like so, like one Bitcoin or <coughs> I don't know if these numbers are accurate. So like, but say one Bitcoin right now is currently worth six thousand U.S. dollars. Like, what the fuck? Like, why? Like, why do we have to have a different form of currency in the U.S.? It's like we have our own like uh, foreign currency within our own land, like. You know how you go to a foreign country and you're like, oh, how much is a U.S. dollar compared to a Canadian dollar? Or how much is a U.S. dollar compared to a, you know, a Australian dollar or whatever? Okay, so you, you transfer the amounts? Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I get it. Why do we have to fucking do that for the fucking internet? Why do we have to do that for a cryptocurrency? It's stupid. Use the same fucking currency in both places. I don't get it. I don't get it. I hope this trend goes away and it doesn't even stop a cryptocurrency um it stops it doesn't <laughs> i don't know when it stops um it uh it doesn't stop a cryptocurrency but they're, they're trying like all these other digital shit like uh uh digital artwork you can buy why would i want to buy artwork that only shows up like on my computer or laptop or whatever I I get artwork so I can display it places, you know. Why would why are people into this? I don't understand. There's digital trading cards. Tops is really big on these making these digital trading cards. I've never been one to buy a digital trading card. As a collector, I want to collect actual things. I don't want to collect a digital version of it. There's digital autographs, e-autographs, like why I that's not an autograph. A digital version of an autograph is basically just a picture of your autograph. <coughs> I don't want that. I just don't understand it. Can someone explain it to me? Can someone with insight that's actually listening to this podcast uh, understand or who understands it? Can you explain to me why people would want this? I don't get it. I don't get how it's better. Some people would argue, I guess, because it's more secure this way. Like uh, your collectibles and whatever are more secure this way. So you can save them in your cloud and whatever else. Uh, which, okay. That's kind of dumb. I, I get it. I get it, but I don't. Like, if, it, if it's on your computer and your, your house catches fire... You don't have to worry about your collectibles getting damaged. They're still in your cloud. <laughs> uh, okay, but still, I mean, it's not really a collectible if it's on my computer. It's a fucking file. It's a data. It's it's not the same. Guys, I'm conflicted. It sucks. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm not conflicted. I really... I, I, it's one way. I don't like it. I think it's stupid. Uh, digital works for, you know, media. Okay? Digital media works. Um, digital collectibles, that's a stupid idea. I don't like it. It's terrible. Okay, guys. Um, 
That's going to be it for this episode. I hope you've heard enough of me complaining. Uh, If you have anything to add on what I said about collectibles, about the rules in baseball or rules in sports, what do you think they can do to make the game more exciting for young people to get involved? I think it's just the coaching and the managing and the the talking about it and taking your kids to an actual game and, and discussing the history of the game with them. I don't have any kids, so I can't do this. I'm relying on you people. And by you people, I mean sports fans, baseball fans. Get your kids involved. Tell them the right way to play a game. Don't rely just on the homer and strikeout. That's what, if you want the game to be more exciting, it comes from the top, right? It comes from those who have done it before. Study and learn. Um, all right, uh, so call the number uh, if you want to participate. No one's wanted to participate. 916-737-0237. Uh, it's in the description if you want to give a call, leave a voicemail. Tell me your thoughts about cryptocurrency. Tell me your thoughts about digital collecting, about rule changes, about any of it. Anyway, I've gone over my time. Not that I have a set time, but this podcast has ended up being longer than a normal one. So uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, Hope to hear you or hope to see you, hope to feel you, hope to touch you. Oh, I did have my second COVID shot on uh, April 14th. I had Moderna. Uh, For those of you interested, I had Moderna. Uh, My only side effects really were the following day. I had a little bit of a headache. I was a little tired, and uh, my arm was sore. But that was it. 16th, fine and dandy, but everyone has different side effects. So, you know, hopefully everyone can get through this shit soon. All right. All right, guys. That's going to be it. I'll talk to you later. Bye.